There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As Sir Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me. See, I don't think that. I think Bridge Over the River Kwai, but okay. Okay, uh, you could go, go with that. You could go with that. Very good. Told the Countess Elizabeth Bathory. Oh, lovely. A, lovely. A, a conversation I'm sure we would have all liked to witness. When Alan Turing ran the first sub four-minute mile. So he was a multifaceted <laughs> dude. Wow. The last pod is, ver- verily I say unto you, the last pod is the best pod, yo. <laughs> Welcome, my friends. It is the last pod on the right here at laststopontheright.com. And, of course, through our good friends at America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio. Dot net. Uh, we got a lot to go through this morning. I want to remind everybody as we get off the top of the hour here, my friends, you want to check us out on Twitter at Last Stop OTR. There is a Twitter feed for the last pod on the right at Last Stop OTR. Also, we have a Facebook group dedicated to us. It has been picking up the pace a little bit of late. I'm glad to see everybody participating. So it's because everybody's stuck at home. Yeah, well, it's not yeah, like... Nothing else to do. Well, it's not like we're offering anything good enough to get people there. <laughs> well, it's it's not like if somebody had anything else to do, the last thing it would be would be this. Like, oh, what yeah, should, yeah. should we go do something fun or listen to the last pod on the right? See, but you're hmm. at the point now where it's been like long enough. You've done everything that you can do at your house. It's you like, know? well, I've binge watched every crappy television <laughs> program out there. I've wiped down the baseboards. Yeah. The house is clean. <laughs> yes. What do we got left? Well, it's last pod on the right or go to sleep. Well, I'm not tired, <sighs> <No>. so... <laughs> For those of you who are joining us for the first time today, we're always glad to have you here. I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Abel. And uh, we are going to have a, a busy hour with you today here at the last pod on the right. Also, don't forget to check out our website, laststoponthewright.com, through which you can contact us via email, etc. All that cool stuff. All that cool stuff. So I got to say this off the bat before we get into today's whole thing. Because there's a lot to go through. Well, it, there's not a lot of issues, but there's a lot of material. I do have to say this, and you're not going to hear it because it got disappeared behind the smoke from all the fires the looters are setting. But uh, did you hear about the monkeys in India? Stealing the test results. Yeah, so they had a bunch of COVID-positive <laughs> blood. I don't know what they were doing with it in India. I'm not, I, I also don't particularly care. Somewhere in India, they had a repository, it was a hospital or something, a repository of blood that was <laughs> COVID-19 positive. And during the week, a bunch of monkeys <laughs> took the blood and took off and gone. Like the monkeys are gone. And I'm like, you realize what everyone's like, oh, that's so funny. And yet it's really inconvenient, disappointing because blah, 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 science is going to be missed. And I'm like, forget about the COVID vaccine that you're probably not going to come up with. You realize what that is, right? I mean, today, they're stealing COVID-19 blood. Tomorrow, Planet of the Apes, baby. 
<laughs> They're going to be riding horses. It's a plan. I'm just saying, the monkeys yeah. have decided we that. Saw, I, I showed you that video a couple of weeks ago with the monkey that snatched, tried to grab the, kid, the little kid. And the monkey was on like a bike or something. Well, it's true. He was riding like a little motorcycle. Yeah, so the monkey jumped off and snatched the kid and ran down the street. I mean, monkeys are riding motor vehicles, attempting to <laughs> abduct children. They obviously got some weird jungle science thing going on. Well, all the rest of the stuff is happening. Yeah. Nobody's paying attention to this. I'm going to tell you right here, kids. <laughs> on the last spot on the right none of this matters because the moment the monkeys lead the animal war we are so screwed if you've seen any of the planet of the apes movies you know how it never turns out well for the humans <laughs> it's no you're right the, just, or, the if, organ grinders monkeys getting ready to kick your ass that's yeah, all just saying, if the or, organ grinder the day the organ grinder monkeys walk off the job then you know it's time <laughs> to arm up okay uh, i'm just put if if i see a bonobo Having a conversation <laughs> with a chimpanzee, I'm heading for the I'm hills. I'm out. I'm out. Like, where do monkeys not live? I'm going there. <laughs> you gonna see my? You're gonna see my butt taking up residence in like Nome, Alaska, <laughs> out in the desert. Somewhere. Except they even the monkeys even have an Arctic warfare team. They're those the uh, Japanese the ones monkeys that, that hide in the water yeah. up to their eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, and they live up on the slopes of Mount Fuji in, and stuff. In the snow, yeah. And I'm like, so you can't even escape. The monkeys do have an Arctic warfare combat team ready. So don't think actually you can go. They'll just parachute in their special operator monkeys. Yeah. They've got Arctic monkeys now. <laughs> Not the band. <laughs> so, we're, yeah, it's like everybody else is, oh, my God, the rioting, the looting, the COVID, the blibbity bobbity. I'm like, Forget are you that. not paying attention to the monkeys? <laughs> Watch that. the monkeys. That's what I'm telling you. All right. Well, that aside, you know, just as we've got a few more moments left together here on Earth before this becomes the planet of the apes. It's, well, we're obviously reaching the end. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, I think a variety of things are sort of pointing us in the direction of the end time. The, the, the book of Revelation is going to be coming along Dude, soon. John the Divine, if he was alive today, would go, oh, man, I, even, I didn't even write this crap. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is some bullshit right here. <laughs> and blasphemy. You get the full service here at last pod on the right that's right mm -hmm. monkeys and john the divine managed to work themselves into the same same segment of the of the podcast yeah, I was gonna say within a minute of that's each a other. miracle is what that is uh <laughs> hey more blasphemy cool so mikey while we're before we get completely out of here why don't you crack open the dumpster and tell us what is stinking up the country this week lost in the looting if there was a message it's gone now and by the way, if the moment yeah. you stole that first flat screen, any claim you had to uh, doing it for George Floyd is out the window. What? You're just a piece of trash. That's mm. all you are. We'll talk about it. Oh, uh, we've gotten to Trump versus Twitter. It's, that is a battle that I actually think is it's more interesting than people are giving it credit for. Twitter has clearly decided they are going to fight him because they keep doing stuff to his tweets. Right. You know, putting disclaimers on it and stuff. Right. And he does not like that. No, of course but not. But, of course, he kind of does. So we'll get into that a little bit later on in the, in right. the program. Uh, and then we got some more COVID facts. Interesting numbers on the reality behind COVID that, uh, an, again, an, uh, a study that came out last week and went by the wayside very quickly for a variety of reasons. Obviously, difficult to publish uh studies like this when there's looters outside mm -hmm. you know that makes it more complicated hard to concentrate right um when you've got antifa thugs trying to burn a building down around you so that's part one part two of course being that uh the media does not want to cover these numbers and you're gonna find out why in a little while here in the last pod mm -hmm. 
So, and, and I think that's we got a bunch of other crap. There's some football stuff I wanted to get into. Oh. Fantasy football. Oh. I don't know. Well, it's uh, it's now the end of May. Mm. It's well, it's June. So now it's June. So we are inside. Theoretically, we are inside three months to football. Hopefully. <sighs> well, yeah, hopefully. 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 So we'll be discussing that as well a little bit later on. Plus, of course, your email, the hog, we're going to get to you. The hog had a good one that I, uh, <laughs> he's like, ha ha, funny, but also this could happen. So <laughs> we'll be getting into that a little bit later on. Don't forget, of course, you can email us through the website at laststopontheright.com. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. So, all right. Uh, what? The new. Remember that ad? Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Uh, okay. Easy peasy, Japanesey. Yes, right, okay. that kind of thing. Easy right. peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, the new talking point from the Democrat media complex regarding their thugs, and don't be fooled by what you're seeing, kids. What happened to George Floyd was well. I, again, I've only seen I've seen the same video you have. They're going to have a trial. Right. They're going to put Chauvin on trial. God, you know, who knows? I mean, homeboy's going to see some time in the pokey, I think. Right. Uh, looks like murder to me. Looks like it to me, too. But uh, it's not lost on me that something like this, and, and it's weird because they don't pick them all. You know, it's like they sit around and they go, okay, this looks like one. And don't think for one second, what you're seeing is not organic. Okay, these are, these are not protests. These are organized mobs of terrorists and thugs operating with the endorsement and occasionally the pay of the Democrat Party to go out and do this for purely political reasons. These people are the scum of the earth. Not just because they're reckoned... I mean, look, if you want to burn down your own damn town, fine. I mean, it, you'll, it's hard not to notice that all of this stuff happens in Democrat-run cities. Right. You know, because as we've established as a fact here and elsewhere. There is no statistical correlation between firearm ownership and violence. There is a definite and definable statistical corpora, uh, co- correlation between Democrat political power and violence. Right. I mean, think about it. The worst places in America are always have been run by Democrats for a half century at least. Right. So they want to burn down their own town, fine. I mean, it's a shame. But, all right, fine. Screw you guys. I don't care. Whatever, man. Stay the hell out of my town. Um, But uh, what they're doing has nothing to do with George Floyd, okay? The people that were protesting about George Floyd were out there protesting. You're wrecking the place. You're throwing bricks through windows. If you're stealing a flat-screen TV from the Target, you are not a protester. You are not making a political statement. You are a parasite. You are a criminal. Yeah, That's I mean, you're, it's, a, it's theft. Right. You know, you can't do that. But in watching the left try to spin it, and I guess we shouldn't be surprised. I guess we shouldn't be surprised because, of course, it's, you know, the Democrat Party's mantra has, has really morphed into America last at this point. It's like, oh, you guys hate us? Well, then you're our guys. Right. And it's like, okay, fine, we get it. You, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Patriotism is a joke. Not acting like a zoo animal is uh, apparently something to be looked down upon these days. But uh, I couldn't help but notice. The new thing now, by the way, is that they're saying that all this damage is being done by white supremacist interlopers. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, cool story, bro. We all know who it is. It's the protesters got co-opted 
by the Antifa thugs and Antifa, same people as the Occupy people were. These are Democrats. These are people who are working for the Democrat Party. So when you go to the ballot box, by the way, this fall, you want to remember that when you see the images coming from Minneapolis or Louisville or Los Angeles or Atlanta, that is what the Democrat Party paid them to do. All right, Soros money is all over these people. You see them out there. These Antifa guys, this is an organized terrorist organization operating on behalf of and under the direction and funding of the Democrat Party. Don't be fooled into thinking when you're you're going to hear them doing this now because they started doing it over the weekend. Oh, white supremacists are behind it. White supremacists are not behind it. Take a look at the crowd. It's the protesters are obviously mostly black. Right. The, the thugs, the rioters, the looters, the scumbags, that's actually a fairly healthy mix of people. It's like a rainbow coalition, if you think about it. <sighs> You've got the idiot college kids, the, the, useless, you know, the useless suburban kids who are like, hey, man, I can go wreck something. Hey, this would be fun. And yeah, there are black people in there, too. But white supremacists, come on. You're not fooling it. First of all, have you ever noticed that they do that every time something, every time their people do something terrible, they go, oh, it's the white supremacist behind it. Right. How many freaking white supremacists must there be <laughs> to manage to be in, to destroy Minneapolis, to damage Louisville, Los Angeles, I mean, Seattle, they're all over the damn country. I'm like, there's not this many white supremacists. They started this back when Hillary was losing to Trump, that there was this big you know, boogeyman of white supremacists in the closet everywhere. I'm like, have you ever met? Because I keep asking this question. Have you ever met a white supremacist? Uh, I mean, I don't. Not that I know of. No, if they did, they didn't say anything to me about it. Because you can't be out there. No, I mean, I've seen them. Yes. I mean, you know, when they wear the goofy getup for the Klan or whatever. Right. But, I mean, there's not that many of these guys. So when they do this, they're lying to you for their own purposes. But, yeah, come on, white supremacists. But we need to talk about what we're seeing in places like, as an example, um, Atlanta. By the way, they, they tore up CNN. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's terrible. But also, ha ha. <laughs> the, the, like, probably the biggest proponent. I well, for yeah, them. they've been. And, they've oh, been, hey, let's go burn them. Yeah, they've been running interference for these guys for a couple of years now, and it's right. like, well, you can tell that it's well. That's the danger with these guys. Yeah, I mean, Antifa, these are animals. Right. You know, you let them off the leash, they'll tear up what you put in front of them. But after they're done tearing it up, then they're still Antifa thugs. Right. Terrorists don't quit being terrorists. Only when they self-destruct. I mean, until they, you know, they hit the trigger on the suicide test <laughs> exactly. or whatever. But, uh, you know, one thing I couldn't help but notice. I want to say this to a lot of people out there, none of whom are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Grab your white liberal friends, put them in a chair, strap them down, and make them listen to this, because this is important. Because i got to be honest, man, social media being what it is, and we're talk about social media's role in politics in a little while here, but uh, if I see one more white liberal virtue signaling on Facebook about how they understand the anger and the rage, and, you know, it's not looting, it's a cry for justice, and ah, you know, I'm like, can... Do I have to listen to another overeducated, underexperienced white person explain the black American experience to me? Huh. It makes me want to throw my computer out the window at them. Right. I'm like, don't tell. You know what, college boy? Don't tell me, you white liberal douche. Don't tell me how 
you know, I don't need for you to explain what black people are up to. Black people are perfectly expo- capable of explaining themselves. Right. It's kind of racist, actually. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is, there's a couple of things that we want to get through here. Because, you know, again, I want to interrupt all you white liberals who are out there. And you know they're doing it because they want to be recognized as being woke. Right. You know? I mean, that's all that is. It's like, I'm going to put a Facebook post up about how I understand the suffering. And I have to explain to white guy explaining to white kids, all of whom live in tremendous comfort, about how they need to understand the the motives of the of the protesters. I'm like, those aren't protesters. Those are rioters, terrorists, looters, and thugs. Okay, the protesters left. Right. And no, you don't need to explain it to your kids in couched terms in order for people, and then post on Facebook about it so that your friends all know that you're woke and you're raising woke kids. Come on, stop it. Okay, when you are deliberately obfuscating what these animals are doing in order to appear more virtuous to your other friends, you're not, you're not, it's so fake, it's it's even worse, you know? (laughs) It's not even that you're an idiot, it's that you just, you're, I mean, mom earmuffs, Three, two, one. It's you're bullshitting us, right? I mean, come on, ain't, ain't nobody got enough time for that. But uh, this whole thing where we're gonna start blaming white supremacist interlopers. I mean, stop it. There's not the white supremacist interlopers. Cut it out. And there is no ground well groundswell of support for the cop. Okay, that's another thing I've been seeing as well. Right, you know, right. the Trump people all—they're all on the cop side. I'm like, no, nobody is on. It's like a couple weeks ago down in Glynn County, in Brunswick. Yep, there is nobody on this guy's side. And it's worth noting that the first major public official to make a statement demanding justice for George Floyd was President Donald Trump. Right. Okay, he wasn't out there. Go. We need to wait and see. He was like, Nah, man. I guarantee if you'd been in the room when Trump tweeted out justice for for George Floyd, I bet guarantee his his actual words that he did not tweet were probably X-rated to say the least. Right. Somebody need to beat this guy's ass with a hose. Right. I mean, now granted, uh, he's got he's facing what third degree murder charges. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are angry about that. They say it's racist that he's not facing first-degree murder charges. You need to understand something, people. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain it to you. A little legalese here from your boy Ben at the last pod on the right. You got to make sure that you can convict the dude. In order to get somebody on first-degree murder, you have to be able to prove that Chauvin went out there and said, today I am going to crush a guy's neck with my knee, and it's going to be that guy right there. There's no freaking way you could prove that. Even right. if he, even it, if that's it, what he was it, thinking, it, it, good it's, luck. It's not premeditated yeah, by any means. So you got no shots, right. which means you, you go with the heavy charge and you're, oh, yeah, we're going to get him on first-degree murder. And then he walks. And then you can't get him again because double jeopardy attaches. And you wind up rioting again. Yeah, because, so, oh, my God, they let him off. Yeah, so you get mad. They get they riot again. They let him off. And, and, and in Minneapolis, they don't have anything to burn. So I guess it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> but uh, seriously, you got to make sure you can get the guy on the charge. You want something you can absolutely convict him of. There is almost no way you're going to be able to prove that this douche was actively looking for a, a, a black guy to crush his windpipe with his right, knee. Right. So third degree murder, because you know, I might have gone with manslaughter, which is up a degree. Right. But you know, you can get him. And uh, then you convict him, and then the judge throws the book at him. And let's be honest, kids, this dude is going to be in. 
he is going to be in segregated custody the entire time he's in the pokey. Yep. Because you can't, this guy, I mean, a famous cop who killed a black dude. You can't put him in gen pop. <laughs> he won't last 10 minutes. No. It doesn't matter if you, you don't have to convict him on third degree murder. You could convict him on first degree jaywalking. The moment he's inside, if he's in gen pop, he's a walking corpse. And yeah, you know, a lot of people are out there are like so, and I'm like, yeah, but you got to make sure you convict the dude, right? And if you give, if you go with the wrong charge, if you go with too heavy a charge, you can't make that case. He gets acquitted, and now you got a problem right. because you can't try him again for that. You right. cannot try him twice for the murder of George Floyd, right? Which means he walks. Period. Yep. So you got to. Think ahead, kids. Just think about what you're doing. Uh, but the idea that uh, that that somehow there is a conservative groundswell of support for this guy is just crap. I'd point out, by the way, that uh, what the left has done by choosing to deploy their Antifa terrorists, one of the things that they have done is they have squandered an opportunity here. Now, explain that and say in advance of it that they are well aware of that opportunity's existence and specifically didn't want it. The Democrats do not want a united country. Right. They make their stock and trade on division. I mean, that's that's how Obama got elected. Right. You know, everybody that's not us is is terrible. That's how Hillary tried to run. Everybody that's not us is a bad person. What does she say? Basket of deplorables. <laughs> My mother, four years later, that phrase still makes her curl her fists up. My mom is... Well, my mom is has celebrated a number of 29th birthdays. I'll put it to you that way. I'm not going to say how old my mom is on, on the show because then I get the phone call from the old man saying, did you say your mother's age on the air? Wise of you. Yeah. And then I go, I don't know what you're talking about, Pop. And then he goes, you got to talk to your mother. And then I go, can I can I be sick for this call? <laughs> I don't feel so good. I got to get off the But mom does, she doesn't lose her temper a lot. Right. That makes her lose her temper. Right. I mean, she's like Hillary Clinton ran for president on a, on a platform of insult everybody to the right of Che Guevara or whatever. Right. But uh, they don't want they don't want unity. But it is worth noting that unity was available. You had the situation in Glynn County two weeks ago. Everybody was on Arbery's side. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted those guys to, to you know to get sent up. Whatever. Everybody. I I don't know of anyone who was out there going. Well, we need to hear the whole story. You know, because that kid might have... I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that are like, it was justified. There's always somebody. Right. But you had that, where the entire nation, black and white, liberal and conservative, uh, agreed that they were the bad guys, that what we had seen was a lynching. Then flash forward two weeks, this guy, uh, the cop kills George Floyd... And again, same people, everybody going, well, it looks like murder to me. Right. Looks like murder to me. You had an opportunity here, my friends, to to bring the country together. I mean, it would have been, a, I, I think it's a tragedy that George Floyd is gone. That is, an, uh, you can't undo that. You can't unring that bell, obviously. But the second biggest tragedy is the opportunity that the liberals have deliberately squandered to make this country a much more peaceful place. Because if you had simply gone, hey, you know what? Everybody's on our side on this. Instead of wrecking the joint, let's all get together and be like, you know, have a big old peaceful ha-ha screw you Chauvin rally or a George Floyd forever rally. You could have done something like that. You could have had a, you could have said, we are going to gather in front of the the Minneapolis City Hall 
everybody come and it's just going to be a big peaceful show of support for those who recognize that George Floyd was a victim. Everybody would have showed up. I would go if I lived in Minneapolis. I'd be like, hell yeah, man. What they did to him is murder. Right. You know, but instead, no, we're going to wreck the joint. I'm like, oh, any chance you had to, uh, you know, they say that they want to heal the racial divisions in this country. And I'm like, and yet, whenever one is exposed, you pour salt in it. Yeah, they do. And I'm like, what do you want from me? I'm over here going, I agree with you. Well, you know, this is what happened to justice for George Floyd. I'm over here going, yeah, I agree. Oh, right. You do? Well, damn, because we're kind of committed to the whole looting and burning thing. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, I guess we're not going to be friends then. You know, okay, sorry. But you had right then, just like you had with Glenn County, you had that moment. It was right there on the plate. Everybody was on the same side. You know, it's. Again, there's always don't because I know somebody's going to email me and go, well, what about this group that said that they were on the side of the McMichaels down in, in Glynn County? I'm like, well, I'm sure there were. There's always bad guys. Oh, right, right. You know, I'm sure there are people out there right now going, oh, I need to hear the whole story from Officer Chauvin. I'm like, he'll get his day in court. Right. But I don't see him walking out of that one. No, I don't either. But there it was. And instead, no, we're going to loot the auto zone. By the way, why the hell is anybody looting the freaking... Who loots the auto zone? Dude, I, okay. I mean, so, I get looting the target because, you know, if you need a bunch of different stuff and it's, oh, hey, listen, we, we're short on a bunch of different things and it's a looting day. So, mm-hmm. you know, you target is a one-stop shop for a looter. That's true. You get everything you need. I saw there was a kid that looted Legos from a target. Well, hey. I'm like, you go, boy. I mean, if you're going to do it. But you, have you seen the guys in Louisville, Kentucky that... Have raided. They, I don't know what it was like a, a doctor's office, but there was a a, a horse, a statue of a horse. They stole a statue is, of a painted horse painted for like the autism puzzle piece thing. Oh, right, 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 right. They stole it. They put it on the top of the van and took off. The guy had his kids in the car with him. Oh, good. Well, good. <laughs> That's good. I'm just, you know, I mean, we can make the obvious point that once you steal something from the target, you're no longer a protester. You're a looter. Right. St- and I. I am sick to death of watching the Democrat media complex parse, complex parse these words. They're like, oh, well, you had that dude on M, that bullet head from MSNBC whose name escapes me, whatever. They're all interchangeable parts anyway. Uh, and he's out there, I want to make sure that I'm clear about this. What we're covering here is a protest, not a riot. And I'm like, no. And there's a building on fire behind him. That is a riot. That I'm like, that <laughs> is a riot, guys. That's what they call that. Right. I mean, he's like, oh, you know, and I'm just stop parsing words in an effort to what? Gain sympathy for these people. Right. Because you're not fooling anybody. And they're not fooling anybody. But if you're among the Antifa vermin or, or just a regular looter, you know, just going out there, uh, you're exploiting a terrible tragedy in order to do nothing more than break stuff potentially kill people and steal a flat screen TV. Right. Your behavior is not reasonable. It is not justifiable. It is not understandable. You don't give a damn about George Floyd, just like you didn't give a damn about Ahmaud Arbery or Freddie Gray or Eric Garner. You're just garbage. You're just there to take advantage of the situation. Right. And that makes you worse. Right. It's one thing to be out there going, oh, I don't know. I need to hear Officer Chauvin's side of it. I mean, that makes you kind of a jerk. Okay, right. you're a racist if you do that. And watch the video and come away from it with that. Right. But if you're out there and you're like, I'm going to go blow out the windows at the auto zone, you're not doing that for George Floyd. And you're not fooling, you're, you're not even fooling the Democrat media complex. They are going to provide you with cover because you are theirs. 
Right. You know, when you're if you're an Antifa terrorist, you're they own your ass. You're going where you're told. I mean, they're bussing these kids around the country now. They literally have coordinated their activities nationwide. Right. So you can have Antifa terrorists in Minneapolis, Louisville, L.A., and Atlanta coordinated at the, the protests all go off at the same, sorry, protests. The riots all start at the same time. Right. Yeah, it's, it's obviously, it's coordinated and paid for. I know George Soros has become kind of a conspiracy theory target. The reality is his money is behind a lot of this, and he is the Democrat Party. Right. So, yeah, put that aside real quick and say this. I can understand looting the target. I want to get back to it. I can understand looting the target if you're going to loot. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, uh, you can get toilet paper, a new kicky new spring wardrobe, which is nice. Play, PlayStation 4. You get you a PlayStation 4. You get you a flat screen TV, dog food, uh, groceries for the week. Hell, man, they even got diapers in there. Yeah, diapers, yep. They have got everything you need in the Target. What the hell? Who is looting the auto zone? I, man. Oh, yeah, like how many oil filters and little pine-scented tree hanger things do you actually need? Yeah, see, that's the one that I was telling you that the guy... Like they got the looters have shot video of this guy walking along, busting the window. Oh, he was it was a cop, and they figured it turned out, out it was, was a cop. cop. Yeah, well, and he's like wearing this gas mask and all black, so yeah. he's trying to cover up. But yeah, going along with the hammer, busting out the windows, and the people shooting the video are going, "Man, don't do that. Yeah, why? Why no. are you doing that? Um, I wish there'd been more of those guys. Yeah, the no doubt, saying, don't do that. Unfortunately, well, the guys saying no, this is a protest. We're all chased out of there by the Democrats' foot soldiers. Right. And, you know, I want to remind you again that what you are seeing is damage being deliberately directed and caused by the same people who want you to vote for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's who you're seeing They're They they ordered him to do it. They paid him to do it. They are providing cover for them as they do it. And they think that what and what a dementia addled hair sniffing creep is going to be the president this fall with these people behind him. He ain't black enough. Yeah. Well, that's oh, what, excuse that's me. what he excuse said. Me. That's what he said. Um, I also want to point out, because I'm just going through all these talking points they're coming up with to try and explain away their own behavior. If you're comparing the Minneapolis-Atlanta riots to the Michigan protests with the armed guys that showed up and yelled at the state house, you're being intellectually dishonest. Because the dudes at the Michigan protest, let me point out to you, zero laws were broken. Zero people were injured. Zero damage was done. Zero Zero laws broken, zero people injured, zero damage done. Okay, so, yeah, no, no, it's not the same thing. And uh, if uh, I've even seen, have you seen this now? They're like, it's like the Boston Tea Party. I'm like, no, it's not like the Boston. What? A bunch of dudes getting on a boat and throwing tea into Boston Harbor because they're sick of dealing with the tyranny of a king who lives 3,500 miles away is not the same thing as grabbing a flat screen from the Target. Yeah, no. No, they didn't steal. After they were done dumping the tea in the harbor, they didn't go back to and light their own houses on fire and yeah, loot, burn the loot ta- their burn, own yeah, taverns. Burn the town down. In fact, the only time anybody tried to burn Boston down, it was the freaking Brits. <laughs> in this case, it would be like if the cops had come out and sent Minneapolis on fire. Right. Which didn't happen. But come on, guys. I mean, you know, and it's... It doesn't serve to remind us, it, it does serve to remind us one thing, that the last thing, and I mentioned this a second ago, the last thing the Democrats want is unity over this or any issue because they don't think they can win elections. And, you know, ask yourself why, because they don't think they can win an election again. With a unified and happy populace is not going to vote for a clown like Joe Biden. Right. 
And if they saddle Joe with Amy Klobuchar or Kamala Harris or, God save them, um, the fraud, uh, Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. then you can't go to a unified populace and say, these people are angry and stupid. You should vote for them. Right. Like, no, yeah, it's... We're not going to do that. So they they want to keep this division up, hyped as much as possible. By the way, uh, Senator Klobuchar uh, may, in fact, already be off the short list. Oh, yeah? Well, a little backstory involving the riots in Minneapolis and, and Senator Amy. Mm-hmm. She was uh, the prosecutor in the area up there and actually let Chauvin, Chauvin has apparently quite the jacket. He has several times. Yeah, he has quite a yellow sheet in his personnel file of, of things he's done wrong as a cop. Right. She actually had a chance to, uh, to bust him off the force. She had, a, she had him. His case came across her docket or whatever, mm. and she passed on it. She's like, nah, that's cool. So when not only are the rioters operatives of the Democrat Party, but the guy who started all this by killing George Floyd, Democrats set him loose. Also should point out that Minneapolis, Los Angeles, Atlanta, all of these, it's just like we always see it. Violence and Democrat political control. Mm -hmm. These are Democrats working for Democrats against Democrats. And there's a part of me that goes, Wow, they're, they're burning down Minneapolis? Well, that's a, that's a shame. We just fence it off, right? I mean, at this point, I'm just like, hey, you know what? How about we just, instead of sending the National Guard in, because why are we sending, don't send the National Guard in. I mean, these guys, yeah, I mean, they're soldiers, but this is two weekends a month and a couple of weeks right, a year. Right. And if they get unlucky, they get deployed to some sandbox hellhole in the Middle East. But by and large, these are like, you go to the doctor, your doctor might be a National Guard. Uh, yeah. Um, there wasn't that long ago, Mark Sanford, before we went, I, when he yeah. went hiking on the Appalachian Trail, he was in the National Guard. Our next door neighbor in the National Guard. Uh, in fact, Sanford, when during his time as governor of South Carolina, you know, they have those two weeks. They got to so go. Fre- yeah, he frequently had to do that. Yeah, and he went. Yep. So don't send him in. Just have them ring. I would say arm them up and give them some armor support. Don't just send them in with their M4s. Give them some armor support. Circle the city and be like, okay, y'all have fun. Don't come out. Right. Okay, tear it up. Have fun. Wreck CNN. Whatever. Do whatever the hell you want. Because... You've been trained to do this by the same people that you're doing it to. So I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, Democrats attacking Democrats. Right. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, they built this Antifa scourge. Now they turn on them because they're like rabid dogs. Yeah, the dog will attack the first guy you set it on. But after it's done with that guy, if you're still in the room and nobody else is there, you're next, buddy. <laughs> yep. So, you know, I'd fine. I'd be like, hey, uh, there are parts of Atlanta that are nice. I've seen some good shows there. Yeah. I mean, I lived there briefly. I had a nice place. I used to hit golf balls uh, over P- over West Peachtree, hmm. off the roof of my building, nice. which I should not have been doing, but whatever. Whatever. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, and you were telling me that they, they went after the, did they go after the tabernacle or they were right near it? They were near it. There was a rumor last night that the tabernacle was on fire. Okay. For those of you who do like, not no. know, the, the tabernacle the pal- is an old church in kind of midtown, downtown Atlanta. I, it's yeah, like that's, midtown. That's, I see. I call that downtown. That's because it's there by Centennial Park. So that's yeah, downtown. I, I, you know, wherever it's, it's in a, it's in, it's an old church. That is now, and, and not now, it's been a concert venue for quite some time, actually. I actually saw Simple Minds there. Hmm. It's a nice venue. It's not a huge venue, but it's a cool venue. 
And I'm like, oh, man, really? But they went after the College Football Hall of Fame? What are you doing? What are you doing? Way to go, man. Because now every guy that might have been on your side, you know, that has a set, is off your side. Right. Don't mess with football. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, I got to say. I got to say real quick, by the way, because I guarantee you, like, for our listeners to this podcast, like the hog, for example, man, you go after football. There was fighting words. Well, see, and that's uh, along the lines of football is I woke up the other morning and turned the TV on and. Minnesota's on, they're burning Minneapolis down. I was like, holy crap, did the Vikings win the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, then I was like, oh, wait, it's it's May. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was thinking maybe, did the Vikings sign a good quarterback? <laughs> no. That's not fair, though. That's not fair of me because, actually, I have to be fair to uh, um, Cousins. He gets a lot of crap for not winning the big one and not winning – Dude actually has been a very productive quarterback for the Vikings for a couple of years now. He was like second in numbers last year. I mean, the year. dude is, he's not a bad player, but oh. it's like, whatever. Anyway, so if you're going to watch all this stuff going on, just remember if following just what I would call eight years of unprecedented, and as we're now learning from the, the devolution of the Flynn case, criminal divisiveness of the Obama regime. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are addicted to it now. This is the only thing they can think of as a strategy is to divide, divide, divide. So whether they're inciting and then excusing the rioting and violence that you're seeing, refusing to accept election results, looking at you, Stacey Abrams, you ridiculous gap-toothed fraud, um, or spewing nearly four years of just dehumanizing, unmitigated bile at everyone to the right of Mao. This is what they do now. This is their this is their idea of how to run the country. Okay, they built this bomb. They lit the fuse. It went off in their faces. And it's it's very like I was joking a minute ago. I'd be like, well, let's just ring it off and let them burn it down. Yeah, yeah, but actually, no. For example, the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport serves a purpose for me. When I go hunting in the Dakotas, I almost always have to fly through there. So it would be inconvenient for me if you guys burned down the airport. Well, it is is all about you, I don't care. Well, I'm just saying, I'm trying to put it in... Ultimately, yeah, Democrat thugs are wrecking Democrat cities. And we're all sitting there, oh my God, this is terrible. I'm going, where's the problem? Right. Just, you know, I don't get looting the auto zone. Right. I, seriously, the auto zone? There's not the that co- much in the, the auto co- zone that's going to benefit you. The College Football Hall of Fame. What the? Why, what are you why? even doing why? going after the College Football why? Hall of Fame? Seriously. Like, oh, yeah, we looted the College Football Hall of Fame. Well, you struck a blow against the man right there. And he why? ain't keeping you down no more. Why even pick that part of Atlanta? I mean, what is there right there? There's the tabernacle. Because There's it's, the, you know the why, Phillips dude? Arena. It's next to CNN. Because it's a Marta stop, man. Because it's easy to get to and easy to get away from. Because MARTA, which is about the most worthless mass transit system ever devised by humans, (laughs) does actually have stops in those areas. Plus, CNN, you get to be on TV. That's true. So you could go home and watch video of yourself looting and burning CNN on the TV that you looted before you burned the target. Like I said, man, it's a one-stop shop. Everything in one place. (laughs) Convenience for you, dear looter. They also wrecked one of the malls up there. I'm like, really? Like, malls don't have it bad enough already just being malls. Because it's a mall. Right. Like, every guy I know is already like, 
It's funny because the only reason I'd ever go to Phipps Plaza is to loot the joint. Right. Wait, I certainly don't want to. Phipps is on fire. Well, oh right. well, that's well. They've too got bad. the two humongous malls that are right across the right, street from right. each other. I'm not sure which one they burned. They went after yesterday. One of them. Right. You know, it's it's all high end and cool and fancy in there. And then, uh, you know, they went and looted that. And I'm like, well, it's. Like it doesn't suck enough to be a mall already. I feel really bad for, there's one group of people I feel really bad for, and that's the people who didn't participate in any of this nonsense, whose jobs now gone, whose, whose house business. just got burned yeah, down, whose business, whose business got lit. Some of these people, yeah, they got insurance, but that's not the point. If you're a Target, yeah, Target insures the building and the contents. If you're a cashier at Target, you're not going to work tomorrow. Insurance doesn't cover you losing your job to the Democrat Party's shock troops. Right. So yeah, a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of people in Minneapolis, as if it weren't bad enough already because of this COVID hysteria. We can get into that in a minute. As if it weren't bad enough already. Now they don't even have a job to go to, put on a mask, and practice social distancing because you burned it down. Right. I don't think they did themselves as many, you know, low-income housing people. They, they went after one of the housing developments in uh, in Minneapolis. I'm like, oh, that's great. See, literally you're burning down your own houses. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Except that not everybody that lives there is an Antifa thug or some looter douchebag. I mean, you got, you got families with kids, and now where are they going to stay? Well, we didn't think of that. Of course you didn't think of that because nope. you didn't care because it wasn't about politics. It wasn't about justice. It was about being destructive. Where's that 15-year-old kid that stole the TV? Go put his TV now. Exactly. I mean, I, what the hell? That's a good point. You know, I don't care how big the TV they get. <laughs> how, if I don't care if it's a 15K super-duper smart TV <laughs> that's 75 inches diagonally and can literally pick up pictures from other solar systems. In a box under the interstate, you ain't going to get crap worth of reception If it ain't got a plug, it ain't going to work. <laughs> yeah. That has just become a table, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you stole a $15,000 table. Good job, guys. Great job. <clears throat> As I hack into the microphone there, which we do from time to time. I uh, want to get away from all of this nonsense. It's, there's only so much you can really say, you know? Right. I mean, it's like, yeah, who the hell, who loots a Waffle House? That's un-American. That is un-American. If you loot a Waffle House is the first, that's the place when you have a hurricane. They're the last guys to close. They're the first guys to open. And when you got dudes like. And if they can't open, guess what? They're going to shoot you up with the food truck. Yep. And And they do that. I mean, you know, when you have these hurricanes. Panama City was a prime example of that. Yeah. And they'll come down and you've got, you know, guys from power companies that are in different parts of the country who have come in to help out. And they always do. Oh, yeah. To their credit. For example, uh, Southern Company, which owns Georgia Power and a number number of other power companies, Gulf Power, et cetera, throughout I, the I South. Power. Yep. Um, their trucks, wherever there's a disaster, you're going to see Southern Company trucks there. It right. doesn't happen. It could be in Nome, Alaska. They'll send them there if they need them. Pike, they do that. Pike out of North Carolina. That's the one I always yeah, see. They show up. Yep. And Waffle House, when nobody, because they still got to eat, Waffle House feeds these guys. So if you go out there and you loot the Waffle House, you, as far as, that's high treason. I mean, come on. I get that a bunch of them showed up outside the White House yesterday, and I guarantee you, by the way, as much as they think they were doing, you'll notice they didn't get that tough, though. Because <laughs> the Secret Service don't play around. Right. It's right. one thing to, you know, nuke downtown Minneapolis. Because you know you got a Democrat mayor who's probably been told by somebody up the chain to let you loot. Right. 
Uh, but you show up at the White House, man, Secret Service, go, I don't care who sent them. You got snipers on the roof. You got guys in uniforms in the booth. You got dudes in suits all over the grounds. You jump that fence, especially right now, if you're lucky, you get a cell next to Chauvin. If you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. If you jump over the fence with a weapon and start, they will put you down. Yep. They will put you down. But I think people figured that out. They might be liberal, but they're, they might be liberal, which means they're stupid, but they're not crazy. <laughs> they're not that stupid. They're not crazy. I'm like, I don't want to die for it. So uh, I want to get away from that a little bit. I want to jump onto some other topics here before we run out of time. At the last pod on the right, I want to remind everybody as we switch gears here that you can check us out on the web. We are at laststopontheright.com. Also, our Twitter feed, at laststopotr. There is a Facebook group dedicated to it. You can find us through the Facebook group. All kinds of cool stuff there. And, of course, always recommend if you, once you finish this podcast and you realize how terrible it was, you go, God. They, they, they won't realize it until they can listen to something else. Well, yeah. Which, then you which can, is your point. Yeah, you find out how the other half lives, <laughs> in a sense. You go and listen to a good quality podcast at America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio. Dot net. So do that. But uh, real quick, as we uh, we're talking about Trump and social media, he picked a fight with Twitter. Well, I'm not sure. I think Twitter picked a fight with him. It is a long-standing joke. Everyone, ha-ha, funny, Trump, somebody should take his phone away with the tweeting. I always say, nah, man, it's a game that he plays because he does that. He is very good at steering conversations. Oh, yeah. Twitter has decided, Jack Dorsey, who, speaking, you know, I mentioned Stacey Abrams being a fraud. One of the biggest frauds in tech America is Jack Dorsey. He is an absolute liberal through and through. The site is absolutely set up to benefit liberals more than conservatives. They absolutely lean into conservatives more than they do to the liberals. Uh, like the Democrat Party itself, it's a very hypocritical setup. Dorsey likes to say that he's not. Jack Dorsey, Twitter CEO, is is absolutely one of them. One of them. But uh, So they've decided they're going to pick a fight with the president. They started putting these disclaimers on his tweets. I'm like, oh, you guys. Because I know you think that you're going to drive him crazy. And he's going to go nuts. He's going to do something stupid. And we're going to, again, I don't know, strike a blow for the man or something. I'm like, you know he wants you to do this. Exactly. Because it draws attention. If you were to go on Twitter and you saw a tweet from the president that had been blocked by a, a, a disclaimer and you have to click on it or whatever to see it, you're absolutely going to want to see what the president said. Right. So he's doing that, and I'm sitting there going, you guys, there's only two ways this goes for you. One, it actually boosts Trump's Twitter presence because the more engagements, the more engagements. I mean, it's publicity is publicity, right? Right, right. Or two, he gets sick of your crap, and and he leaves Twitter. Twitter cannot afford to be without Donald Trump. Donald Trump can afford to be without Twitter. Right, Donald Trump right. can go to one. There's, and we've talked about it before here on the last part on the right, that one of the reasons Twitter remains successful is nobody has come up with an alternative that's run honestly. Right. If somebody were to come out and say, I have built this setup. It works like Twitter, except unlike Twitter, we are not liberals uh, enforcing a very subjective code of conduct. You know, whatever. Somebody hasn't done it yet. I'm like, hey, listen, it's capitalism. It's Jack Dorsey's platform. If he wants to run it like a douchebag, he can. Right. Uh, although that has possibly come to an end. But if you think, if they if they piss Trump off enough, and he's like, you know what, screw it, I'm out, 
it's going to kill him. Right. I mean, I, gotta, I don't know what the percentage is, but I would say that Donald Trump is probably one of the most easily recognizable human beings on the planet. Mm-hmm. And is probably one of the most easily recognizable profiles on Twitter. He leaves, man. That's a big hole. Right. I wonder what the mathematical... You know how they always say like a dollar spent locally by a tourist ends up filtering through the economy seven times? I wonder what the, uh, I wonder what the filter number is for Trump tweeting <laughs> and how much, of, how much do his tweets set off media reporting, retweets, hate tweets, trolls tweeting back at him, etc. How much traffic he drives just by virtue of being him. However, Twitter may have, caught, may have cooked their own goose. See, uh, th- back in 1996, the federal government, Congress passed the Telecommunications, the Decency and Communications Act, something like that. Mm. It's, it's part of the U.S. code. Mm-hmm. One of the things that it says is it was designed in a rare moment of prescience from Congress so that the owners of the platform, the publisher, of, you know, is not liable for the commenters you know if i'm twitter i open my platform to people some jerk shows up and says i'm gonna kill this guy over here well he has just issued a terroristic threat that is a federal crime as the owner of the platform though you're not liable for that and they set it up you know in order basically the same thing they do with newspapers you know a serial killer sends a letter to a newspaper if the newspaper uh it's not the newspaper's fault they're not blamed for it. Right. You know, it's uh, same thing. That was set up to do that. However, that only protects you if you are, if you remain the publisher. Once you engage on the platform as a user, you are no longer afforded that liability protection. Right. Uh, it's Section 230 of Title V of the U.S. Code. I can't remember specifically what section it is. It's like Section 5A, B, something like that. Anyway, uh, you can look it up. And uh, uh, what Twitter has done, what Jack Dorsey has done, because the, the lying about being liberals, you're allowed to do that. I mean, and nobody really cares anyway. We're all still going to come to your damn platform. By engaging Trump in a partisan manner, in a clearly partisan manner, and it turns out the guy responsible at Twitter for site integrity, I can't remember his name, has a long history of saying very nasty things about the president in his account as a Twitter spokeshole. This is not some random dude. This is a dude whose Twitter feed says, like his bio, I am director of site integrity for Twitter. Right. And this is what I say. And it's just a horrible bio that he throws at the president. A lot of profanity, et cetera. I'm like, that right there, put aside the lying about your, your partisan bent, uh, and even you can put aside engaging the president directly, even though we know that's what they're doing, by having a guy like that, that out there who, as an official representative of the company, is on his Twitter hate feed, which identifies him as a senior executive at Twitter. He's speaking for you. Right. Dorsey came out. He's like, leave my employees out of this. I'm like, your employees built this. Your employees cooked up this crap burger. Now you got to eat it. So they may be in trouble with that. That actually may turn into something. You're going to have to wait because who the hell knows, right? Right. I mean, we, not until they've burned down every Democrat-run city in America. Who the hell knows? But that actually may end up being a problem for them. That may have because they no longer have that liability protection once they are acting as a participant and not just a publisher, which right, they have right. clearly done. 
So we'll see. But it's I enjoy watching people go after the president. So oh, why is Twitter blah blah blah? I'm like, he's doing this on purpose. Right. He is arranging you like puzzle pieces. And I think it would be interesting to see if Trump managed to enrage Jack Dorsey so much that Jack Dorsey screwed himself out of his own company. That would be kind of funny, wouldn't it? Well, if they get hammered, it wouldn't be the first time. If they get hammered, because that's the FCC who gets to step in there. Right. And, you know, Ajit Pai, who is the boss at the FCC, is dude is not shy about saying, hey, our job here is to ensure, you know, constitutional and legal operation of telecommunications in the country. Right. And if you're in violation, you go get it. Right. And you could make a very simple case right now that they are absolute. Twitter is a violation not only of its own rules, which it is all the time, but also in violation of now federal law. Well, damn, there that goes. (laughs) I just the idea that it's entirely possible that Trump may have maneuvered these people into killing themselves. And you know, if he if it happens, he did it on purpose. Uh, oh yeah. I'm sure. uh, a couple of quick notes I wanted to get to because we're running out of time here about COVID specifically. Because there was a report that came out last week that is very interesting. I know the Democrat media complex is big on blaming Trump for, uh, well, near as I can tell, everything. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> as near as I can tell, they blame Trump for everything, especially stuff about COVID. However, I've got some numbers for you here that you might find interesting. Because what they do is they prove that the only elected officials who are responsible for mass mass deaths from COVID are Democrat Party governors, Mm. specifically Governor Cuomo up in New York. Listen to this, my friends. Of the deaths from coronavirus in the United States, of the deaths, Mm. 42%, that's almost 50%, Half of the people who have been killed by COVID in the United States were living in nursing homes. Mm -hmm. That is less than 1% of the U.S. population that lives in nursing homes to begin with. You're talking about about, I was going to say six tenths. We'll call it a half a percent. About a half a percent of Americans live in nursing homes. 42% of the deaths from COVID in the U.S. have come from that half percent. Right. They are are already, as we've talked about, the target group for COVID, like every other one of these flu diseases. If you're already sick, if you're already infirm, if you're immunosuppressed, you're screwed in all likelihood. But seriously, and you look at that number and you realize, and they don't want to talk about it, realize that the overwhelming majority of people that will die from COVID, and it's not going to be that many people anyway, are going to be people probably close to 96, 97% of people who actually die are going to be people who were already infirm in one way or another. Then you consider the fact that almost at least half of them live in nursing homes into which Democrats have forced more COVID people. And you realize, hey, you know what? It's actually not fair necessarily to say Cuomo's order that forced nursing homes in the Empire State to take COVID positive people is del- is a directly responsible is a direct cause of death. Hmm. But you could make the case. I mean, yeah. Trump hasn't made anybody with COVID stand next to anybody else, right? But Andrew Cuomo has, right? That the guy that took over for uh, Chris Christie in New Jersey, whose name just jumped out of my head, yeah. the governor of New Jersey. <laughs> As if that's a job we all want. Hmm. The governor of New Jersey, same thing. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I thought you might want to hear those numbers, kids, because you're not going to hear them anywhere else. And that is that may well be the most important number you hear about COVID today. Yep. 42% of everyone in America who has died from COVID 
lived in a nursing home. That is one half of 1% of the population of America that is the target demo there. But sure, go ahead and blame the Republicans. Sure. Of course. Go ahead. Why not? I had some other pithy remarks about that, but I don't want to spend all day on this depressing crap. we got a few minutes left. I wanted to uh, get to a quick email, and you can I want to remind you, you can email us through the site at laststoponthewright.com. Uh, my man, the Hulk, who apparently did not freak out when I said that the Packers suck and are going to finish 7-9 and nine this year, said, at midnight on June 1st, a medical satellite will pass over the United States to take everyone's temperature. You must stand in your driveway or your yard, buck naked with your driver's license or ID, above your head with your left hand. After midnight, those not complying will be rounded up by special police units before 6 a.m. on the morning of the 2nd. Those that do comply, your test results will be mailed to you in 14 days. This has been going around. What? And I, I mean, guarantee what? the hog's messing with us. I, well, I well, he got this from somebody else, and he's like, can you believe this crap? And, and, and you I'm know sure what? there are people out there that are like, oh, my God, I'm going to go stand in the driveway I, naked. I guarantee you at midnight on the 1st, which was, what, a couple of days ago, there were probably more than a few people out there that read this, go, oh, man, it's 11.58. i got to get naked and go outside. And imagine being somebody in a house with someone this dumb. Because you know there are people this dumb. Right. There are always people this right. dumb. Yes. It doesn't matter where you are if or I'm what in the you're house, If I'm in the house with them. I'm you're like, go- dude, what I'm- are you doing? Take your pants. Put your pants back no, on. No, I'm letting them go. You can let him go? go. I'm going to let him go. I'm I'm going to YouTube that. And I'm going to follow behind. This is my my retarded ass neighbor outside naked and holding up his driver's license thinking the damn satellite's taking his damn temperature right now. Look at this. But you know what? It's like they say, in America, in America, there's always someone that dumb. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know what? It's the old George Carlin joke, man. You got to figure, think about the uh, the average person that, you know, you might run into. Kind of a dumbass, right? I probably hate them. Half of the people in the country are dumber than that. Because if that's average, oh, Lord. So I guarantee you there were people outside naked. (laughs) Hey, a couple of quick football notes. Mentioning the fact that we're only three months now away from football season is going to be played, by the way. They haven't figured out how they're going to do it. There was some discussion that the Pac-12 might pull everybody off, but they're going to play. They're going to play. Right. They said, all right, you guys can go back. The NFL is letting its coaches back in the buildings Next week, I believe. Maybe this week. Mm. I'm not sure. They're going to play. Real quick fantasy note. Do not, and I'm doing this as a favor to all of you because I love you so much. If you're a football fan, you play fantasy football, and I know I do. Do not draft Chris Carson from the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. They they signed Carlos Hyde. Uh, There's like nine running backs in that camp now. Yeah, there is. I'm like, Chris Carson ain't going to get that many balls this year. So let's put that out there. That's what she said. Uh, oh, my mom's listening, dude. Come on. Sorry, mom. <laughs> All right, my friends. We had more stuff. There's never enough time. We need one of those three-hour programs like Limbaugh has. Golly, I could not go to the bathroom. A three-hour tour. We, we have to take a break. Uh, where All we need, dude, you just give me Ginger and Marianne, and I'll pretend I have a three-hour program. Uh, we got to get out of here, my friends. I want to remind everybody to check out all the awesome, vastly superior to this dumpster fire of a podcast programming available to you at America's. So I do it. Let me do it. Uh, let me do it liner style. <clears throat> at America's Podcast Network. 
This is KLRN Radio. Net. Don't forget to check out all the good stuff they got on there throughout the week. Visit their Spreaker channel. Every major podcasting platform, of course, just like the last pod on the right, you can find all the stuff there, and it's really, really good. Visit us on Facebook. Last stop on the right Facebook group is open 24 hours a day, yes, in a row. Twitter feed is at last stop OTR, at last stop OTR. Of course, we always welcome your emails and any other way you might want to get in touch with us. If you've got my phone number and I don't know you, that creeps me out. Don't call me. All <laughs> right. Put that out there until, uh, well, we got to get out of here, Mikey. So I'm going to say, I am Ben Crystal. I am Thurston Howell the Third. Love it. <laughs> He's Mike Abel. <laughs> And uh, we are the hell out of here on that note, my friends. Until next week, y'all keep it in the short grass. We out! <laughs>